good, whatever time of the day it is you're listening to us. This is the PA Podcast Express. He's Adam Filkins. I'm Phil Nickel. This is episode D1126MM20. Or for the layperson, 9878. 9878. Very good. No, 9879. 9879. 9879. Very good. And it is it, it is the Turkey Day edition. You're welcome. <laughs> a little uh, a little something we're doing for our listeners. Uh, this is uh, out of sorts. We normally release them on Tuesdays, but we decided we're going to have a Thanksgiving edition. And you know what bothers me? Here's the polarizing thing I want to talk about. This is the thing on everyone's mind this Thanksgiving, green bean casserole, for or against? Well, I'm I'm pretty for it. You're for if it? If it's got the French onion on top see, of it, that's, the, the onion. See, that's what I was going to talk about here. So here's how I feel about it. So green beans, as far as vegetables go, green beans, I think they're a Cadillac vegetable. I think they're really good. I love green beans. On their cooked, own merits. Cooked or raw. Right. On their own merits, green beans are fantastic. Of course, milk, good. These are all the ingredients to green bean casserole. Salt, pepper, always good. Cream I of never put milk in mine. Cream, cream of mushroom soup. It's, I'm just going, some people do. Yeah. Cream of mushroom soup, it's a staple on its own. Don't ever eat it on its own. I think you're a psychopath if you probably eat it on its own. Some people probably do. Shameless plug, I do have mushroom soup okay. with portobello mushrooms okay. from the downtown deli. That's different. It's we're not talking about Campbell's condensed cream of mushroom no, soup the with the little chunks of gelatinous whatever shit. It is. So that's one mostly. of the ingredients. I can get behind it. I don't mind cream of mushroom soup. Very good in various dishes. And then, of course, uh, soy sauce. A lot of people put a little bit of soy sauce in there. Some do. And uh, the, the onions. The, the French's fried onions. They're crispy. They're beautiful. They're wonderful. Probably one of my favorite things to just grab copious handfuls yeah. of and eat, right? So you throw all this shit together in a green bean casserole, and it comes out as this horrible thing. Like, I would rather lick a 9-volt battery over and over again than eat green bean casserole. So here's a case of the sum of the parts being much greater than the whole. And see, I, I really like green bean casserole. I cannot I, stand it. Really? And, but yet, all the ingredients on their own, by their own merits, enjoy them. But you put them all together, and they, uh, they are subdued to some, I don't know... Big change chemically in the oven well, with heat being applied, and it just turns into this terrible mush. It just a thought that maybe it's because you fuck it up with milk. Could be. I've never put milk in mine before. So I've had it both ways, though. I've had it without milk. It's yeah. still the same. I mean, I see my cat licking its butthole, and I think that's probably better than this green bean casserole. Wow, you are harsh on the green bean casserole. I told you, man, this is going to be a harsh one. This is what I've been thinking about all day. Wow. Well, I mean, I'm glad I'm glad you like it though because it, I need to bounce. We need the yin and the yang. So well, tell yeah. me what you enjoy about it. What is what is your well, take? Uh, of course, the the onions, the the mushrooms, yeah. with with the green beans, is fantastic. Yes, you know. So I mean, there, there's just there's a lot of goodness there. I maybe it's because I in my mind I break it down. I I, I deconstruct it's, as I eat it. So maybe you take the parts apart also. So the sum of the parts, once again. So you deconstruct it. Okay, go on. You I know, like this so, line. So I, I deconstruct it. I, I appreciate the individual components as a whole, but I don't, you know, I don't just think of it as a, as a gelatinous bean mixture. Yeah. 
I just, I, I've never gotten behind it, and I try it. Look, to be fair, because I tell my kids the same thing, if you don't like something, at least try it once in a while because your taste can change. Right. But yet, they never have, and every year I try it, and every year I search for a 9-volt battery to stick my tongue on after I, I try it. I'm just like, this is terrible. Well, maybe try the 9-volt battery beforehand. That's actually a pro tip, I feel like. Yeah. So if someone's cooking isn't worth a shit and they invite you over, maybe take a 9-volt battery in your pocket. Jumpstart your taste buds. Yeah. And see what happens. Or numb them, one of the two. Yeah, I mean, enough applications. I don't know if a 9-volt battery has enough to it. Juice, You might yeah. want to buy the 2-pack yeah. of Duracells. Yeah. Don't get the Railvac cheap ones, the blue and silver. Maybe double-team them, maybe two at once. Oh, 18 volts. Go uh, for the threesome? How would that feel? Ooh, then you're talking 27 volts. You might be looking at, you know, actually creating heart palpitations. And mm. so, again, we have to put the disclaimer so in here. So don't try this. Yeah, please, folks, do not try. One 9-volt battery, fine. If you try it, have another pack of 9-volt batteries that you can restart yourself with. Right. So, yes, make sure that you always have something there to defib yourself in case you afib yourself. Yes. It's a good point. Is that, like... Checkity check in yourself before you wreckity wreck yourself. I think it really is. I, I think that's the very, uh, the very rural equivalent of that. <laughs> I think so. I think so. But anyway, I feel very strong about this. I've never understood the bullshit that is green bean casserole. People always talk about it. My mother sent me the 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 uh, menu because we're not we're being responsible. We're not doing in person Thanksgiving this year. But she still will make food because my mother's a saint. And if anybody wants to argue. I will beat them down. Well, after last but, week's episode, I think yeah. we can all agree. I mean, that. she did find me laying in the bathtub with my dick in my hand, yeah. unconscious. But yeah, so she's making all this food, and she had this huge menu. And one of the menu things was green bean casserole. And I said, if you bring green bean casserole to my house, I don't know if I'll ever talk to you again. And my mother said, that's a little harsh. And I'm like, that's how strongly I feel about green bean casserole. I, I mean, I can understand feeling strongly about it. It, it would be one of those things that I think is either a you either have a love or hate relationship with it. Yeah. You know, it's like cranberries. I cranberry love cranberries. Oh, Absolutely I, love cranberries. I, I found I like both like the cranberry The gelatinous sauce. one or the, the ones uh, with cold one. cranberries in it? Either oh, yeah. One. Same. I, same. Know. Absolute same. I'm behind you 100% on that. But the other thing is, is uh, and then she wanted to, my mother pulled this power play where she gave, she's like, well, what kind of pie do you want? And I'm like, what, what are the options? She's like, pumpkin or pecan. I'm like... I have to make a choice here. Can't you just bring me both? And my mother's like, well, pick one. I'm like, can I have both? But apparently that's not uh, how things work this day and age. So you can't have your well, pie and eat it too. It's an odd year. Well, you can. You just right. can't have both your pie. So I too. selected pecan. I do love pumpkin pie. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. But it, given, like, pecan is like the Rolls Royce of pies, I feel like. Where pumpkin is more like a... Uh, <clears throat> More like a pumpkin chariot? Maybe like a, a Buick. Just yeah. Always there, dependable. You know what you're going to get. You've got to cover it up with some heavy whipping cream or whipped cream of some sort. Yeah. And uh, it needs a little bit of help. However, pecan on its own merits just stands alone. I used to like pumpkin pie better before everything was pumpkin flavored. Yeah, pumpkin now spice. Now it's like by the time I get to the pie on Thanksgiving, it's like uh, kind of sad. Is there anything more basic white bitch than pumpkin spice? Yeah, I mean it. I don't want to drag Eddie into this, but really, pumpkin pie is as oversaturated as as Eddie, as Eddie Fury. Is. Yeah, I feel like Eddie Fury loves pumpkin spice too. If oh, given yeah, left would. to his own volition, he would pick pumpkin. He spice. would. He would definitely stop at you know random gas station. Yeah, and 
grab that cup with both of his hands covered in his isotoners. Yeah. And drink the pumpkin pie. I could see that. Uh, cappuccino. What about stuffing? How do you feel about stuffing? Here's how I feel about stuffing. If you fuck it up, obviously I love the stuffing that goes in the bird. It's got to have the good flavor, the spices, the sage, but it has to have consistency. It can't just be this pile of mush. Sometimes you get that. It also can't be that dry where you can't pick it up on your fork. So I would rather, and I know it's an unpopular opinion, I would rather have stovetops sometimes than some of the shit that people pass for stuffing to me. Yeah, but I I like, I make my stovetop a little more moist than okay. what it comes... You know, a lot of people really stir it up to fluff it up really good. I don't right. want the fluffy stovetop. I want chunks that I can actually grab with my fork. And, okay. You know, so that that's the way I prefer. I, I like stovetop. I mean, we, we... We grew up on it. Yeah. And... But my no, my mom would never made stovetop. Really, she wouldn't make stovetop. See, my mother either. never did either. She's a very from scratch person. So yep. two things we never got growing up, and I went hog wild with it at college was stovetop and hamburger helper. Oh dear God, hamburger helper! It's like just like this salt off. wonderfulness. Yeah, it, it's every college kid. Yeah, you know, if they're lucky enough, that that was one of the things I was disappointed about. You know, like when where my oldest goes to school. They can't have like a hot plate or anything in their room. They do have a kitchen they can go cook in, but right. they never do. Yeah. You know, but it's like, how are you making your hamburger helper? And he's like, yeah. you don't make hamburger helper. You're like, well, are you even in college, bro? Yeah. How, how do you, you know, what do you eat? Yeah. I so, mean, ramen noodles. I mean, they're not even, ugh, ramen noodles. Anyway, so stuffing. I'm glad we, we kind of agree on that one. Stuffing, stuffing, stuffing can make or break the meal, I feel like. Oh, it definitely can. And, and, oh. I don't like it with all the giblets and stuff in it. Oh, okay. Um, That's I'm not, fair. I'm not a fan of that. Right. So I, I, I've never been one for organ meat. It's either a thing you really enjoy or don't. I feel like there's really not a lot of in-between. It's kind of no. like it's kind of like sardines. You either like sardines or you don't, which, by the way, I would probably rather eat a can of sardines that's baked in the sun in the summer than eat green bean casserole probably. Dang, yeah. man, you are harsh on green bean casserole. I, I mean, send the hate get, mail. Send the hate mail, please. We're going to get emails to pnaexpresspodcast at gmail.com. Please, yes. Send me, send, get all your vitriol that you want against me for this one. I feel strongly about it. I've been thinking about this all day, and I know that we don't want to, we don't normally pre, we kind of pre-think our things a little bit. But this has been wearing on me all day. Like, I had a hard time performing my duties as an engineer today because I was thinking about how much I dislike green bean casserole. Wow, you know, you wouldn't think that it would be a disruptive force in your life, but yet here we are. Well, I'm kind of an obscure person, and yes, certain things just get me off kilter. And I I know that so many people love it. They talk about, oh, we're going to get that green bean casserole. I'm like, (sighs) Yeah, I mean it's it's not the star of the show for me. No, I mean the star of the show is is obviously, um, you know, the turkey. Yeah, the there you go. So here's what I always say: like vegetarians, like what do you plan your meals around? Because you always plan it around the protein, the meat. It's kind of like people that don't have a freaking television. What is all your furniture pointed at? Yeah, you know, you, you know? pointed at each other where you have to converse. With God, people. that sounds awful. Yeah, I mean, all what am I supposed to do? Just stare at the back of somebody else's phone? Right. You it's know. unbelievable. And well, I don't have a television. And you know what? It's kind of like that, too. Uh, if someone doesn't have a television, you don't have to ask them. Just wait a couple minutes, and they'll tell you. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't have a television. I don't give a shit. We have a TV. All we watch is DVDs. We've got uh, the box set of Little House on the Prairie. Uh, 
And then we've got the uh, Little House on the Prairie Christmas special and, on DVD. And we've and got, and, the, uh, we've got the, the History Channel series on uh, World War II. <laughs> we, I've got every Ancient Aliens uh, <laughs> on my DVR. Aliens. That's right. Ah, anyway, not saying it's aliens, but, <laughs> but it's aliens. aliens. <laughs> I love that. Not saying it's aliens, but aliens. Uh, so Thanksgiving, here we are. Um, probably my favorite, no, bar none, my favorite holiday. Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. Yeah, no pressure of buying anything for anybody. But it's just food and football, and how can the Lions disappoint us again? Yeah. Every year, it's beautiful. Yeah, and, and you get to generally share that with your family. A lot of people right. go without that, but no... Know that we're all suffering watching the Lions. So even if you know, yeah. if you happen to be alone this Thanksgiving because of COVID or whatever, and we normally don't go into these type of things, but if you happen to be alone, there's one know, dependable thing. One know dependable that thing. We are all suffering through whatever it is the Lions are going to. And I know you're listening today. to us from throughout the entire world, on each side. You know, it's flat. We talked about that last podcast. On either side of the world, people know how terrible the Lions are. So even if you're fans of another NFL team, then God bless you and you're lucky. You're one of the lucky ones because yeah. that's just it. I mean, the Lions have found a way to rip my heart out through my asshole almost every single season I've been a fan. Every year I've been alive. Yeah, know? well, it, when I was abducted by aliens, going back to last podcast, yeah. when they went to probe me, they're like, oh, you're a Lions fan. There's yeah. nothing. It's not even worth you're it. hollow. It's not even... When I lived in Philadelphia, those people are the most standoffish, sports-wise people you'll ever meet in the world. And they would ask me, you uh, you a Dallas fan? No. You a Washington fan? No. You a Redskins fan? Well, sorry, Washington football team fan? No. I'm a Lions fan. I'm non-threatening. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> went to Buffalo one time to watch Barry Sanders play. Yeah. Kind of used to travel around a little bit and watch him. We went to Buffalo one time, mm-hmm. and uh, we we bought what were tickets from a season ticket holder. So great seats. We're we're you know we're in box seats. We got great people all around us, and uh, you know we show up in our lion's shirts. And the first thing that gets said to us is, "Why do you people watch these games where they let Scott Mitchell touch the ball? <laughs> Just direct snap to Barry and let him go." And then he then he went off for two hundred nine yards in that game. Yes, and we kind of by the time we left, we're like, "Why do we let Scott Mitchell touch the ball?" That, uh, you know, he signed that big contract with them. He was supposed to be one of the many saviors of the Lions uh, football team and uh, not. Yeah, with Barry Sanders, we need to change the subject. Oh, we could go on that forever. I'm getting very upset over here. Yeah. Well, I was just going to start talking about our current quarterback situation, and we don't need that. This is not a sports podcast. It is not. Not a sports podcast. It will turn very dark and angry if we keep going down this path. And we're trying to be humorous, topical. This is supposed to be fun. Yeah. This is fun. supposed to be a good time. And, you know, so far we've talked about uh, being alone on Thanksgiving and suffering through the Lions. So we apologize for whatever it is we did for a couple minutes there. Yeah. <laughs> Shifting gears. I mean, mashed potatoes sound really good right now. Yeah. Is there ever a time that mashed potatoes and gravy doesn't sound good? No. Yeah. No, it's... Why isn't that a staple at more places where you can actually get food, like mashed potatoes and gravy? Like, why doesn't any fast food establishment Yeah, you sell? just... I mean, KFC does, but... Yeah. But really think about it. I mean, it's hard to mess up mashed potatoes and gravy. Why would not more fast food places serve that? 
Yeah, you would think they would, or at least like a poutine type of a... I uh, love poutine. Ever, Our friends to the north have it all set up, man. They I, are... There is a place in Brown City. Oh, that tell me more. Poutine, and it is phenomenal. It's good poutine. Oh, it's really See, good. See, I found a place down in Mount Clemens. It's an Irish pub that uh, their poutine is just absolutely... No, they serve you a miraculous. big old trough of it. Oh, and... See, that's how I want my food described, especially fatty foods like poutine, a yeah. trough. I want it to come in a trough because you, I'm not getting out of there with my dignity, I promise you. No, you can't go there and buy, like, the poutine and a burger yeah. and possibly finish it all. I like the way this sounds. Challenge accepted. Yeah, it, it, you know, we might have to switch venues. I'd, I'd to, love uh, that. Uh, back when, I mean, today we're at our normal venue, but it's... um. It's there's a few people, but it's closed down. It's subdued. These are people waiting for their to-go orders, like yes. they should be. There, there's been a steady flow in and out, which is kind of nice. Yeah, to see. and we're in the back corner. Yeah, uh, we have uh, all our our protective measures. We have copious amounts of uh, alcoholic things here to make sure that we are germ-free. Yes, there's uh, drinkable hand sanitizer and uh, <laughs> from I'm, within. The Michigan lottery thing is plexiglass between us. So. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, that's fantastic. What else do we talk about for Thanksgiving? You know, the big part about Thanksgiving that I look forward to every year is the part that is, of course, we're all dealing with this year of, of family togetherness. And uh, it, we're all surviving through this. But, you know, one of the people I've talked to is like, well, I can't wait till things go back to how they were before. And I said, I don't think so. things are never going to be how they were before. Not, not totally. Yeah. Not totally. And it, you know. Some of that might even be for the better. You yeah, know, you know, is it, is I it, love appointments at the Secretary of State. Oh, they're I'll, beautiful because be the you're to say it. You're in and out like sauerkraut now, yeah. aren't you? Yeah, you're in there for like two minutes. At, the people in there are happier. Yeah, you know, I haven't had to take a number in there, and, I, and I've had to go in a few times. And at first, I was like, "Oh, what a pain in Holy the ass!" Holy shit, this is going to be clusterfuck. Like, okay, they need to do this forever. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. They could set up by appointment only all the time, and I think that would be a. A good thing to do, especially in a rural area like we have here. So, yeah, why not? It, it's a good change. Those are good. And I think we're discovering things about ourselves as far as what we can do, what works, what doesn't work. And uh, we'll make it through this. I mean. Oh, we don't, well, we don't really have a choice. You're kind of right. You're right. You're right. So, I mean. At this point, I think we all have Stockholm Syndrome, though. Yeah. I, I think that there's a lot of uh, fatigue as far as. You know, tired of stuff being canceled. I want to go to a live event. Yeah. You know, I, I just Concerts. Wanna, I, go, I never knew how much I missed sporting events and concerts. I want to go to a concert. I want to go to a sporting event. I, I want to go to a high school play. I don't give a shit at this point. Right. I, I, I mean, it could be the worst... Uh, it could be the worst Fiddler on the Roof version you've ever seen in your right. life, and you'd still watch it. Yeah. Just I, because I it's live watch, action. I would go watch Cats starring dogs at this point. That is awesome. If yeah. no one has done that yet... You heard it here first on the PNA Podcast Express. I mean, I, I'm Adam Filkins today. I'm a visionary. Yeah, yeah. But you yes, know, cats, cats starring dogs. At one time, I I used to work at a, a place that did a lot of military work, and they asked me my opinion about what we should do next, and I said we should weaponize cats. They never asked me my opinion again. Well, probably because I believe it's already been done. Weaponizing cats. I know dogs have been done, but the problem is cats are hard to train, but. Uh, weaponizing cats, I think, is Dude, the next logical move. My cats are assholes. All cats are assholes. I mean, seriously, I, I, you know, my wife has this little, it looks like a miniature pallet, and it says the Filkins on it. It's yeah. on a little table real nice. I literally watched the cat go up, and 
just knock it off of there. <laughs> you know, and you hear all the time about, oh, cats will knock stuff off tables. It was the first time that I had witnessed, like, malicious, and then it just looked right at me. Yeah, it's like, what like, you going to do now? Yeah, what you going to do about it? You come over here, I'll knock you off, too. That's right. You know, and then what? Another cat. I don't know why we have multiple, because I don't like them. I do. I do like them. But I, I, I don't at the same time. I but don't. Another one tried to knock over one of my guitars. You know, ooh, ow. Ooh. Yeah. That's his dirty play right there. Yeah. You don't mess to, with a man's guitars. No. Not no. at all. I, I, was, see, I was not very happy about that. See, the thing about all felines, any feline, whether it be from the smallest, the domestic house cat, on up to the, the king of the jungle, they only have one thing in mind when it comes to humans, and that's to see them die. Yeah. Cats want us dead. Yeah. Cats always want us dead. And I've tried to explain that to somebody. Like, that's kind of right. Like, cats do want us dead. They do. They, and they live their life out in an attempt to commit uh, kitty homicide. Right. Through methods where you still kind of go, well, they're still kind of cute. They, they really have um, a weird way of going about it. Because you know what they're trying to do. You know the conditioning they're trying to put the humans through, but yet we allow it. And, you know, it's one of those things like when I go to bed at night, I close my bedroom door because I'm afraid if I die in my sleep, the cat will eat me. Oh, they will. Yeah. I, I heard that happen to Lane Staley. Really? From Allison Chains when he died. At, that's, and uh, Jerry Cantrell took the cat because it had eaten part of Lane. <laughs> that's morbid as shit, but it I is. like it. it. You know, but it is a... If nothing else, through this whole podcast, you could say, man, I learned something. That's right. I learned something special about a dead guy's cat. Lane Staley's face was probably eaten off by a cat after he passed away. Yeah. Of course, after Lane Staley was in such a frail state anyway, there probably wasn't much meat on his bones. Yeah, he was only all like the, 70 pounds when he Through all the heroin use and, yeah. yeah. But, you know, so the cat was still hungry. Right. But at least it got to eat. So kids don't do heroin. Yeah, I mean... At least not around cats. No, not around cats. Not if you want an open casket. That's true. That's a great point. Yeah. I mean, heroin is just one of those things that it just seems like, I mean, it seems like it's a hell of a ride. I've personally never tried it. But, no, uh, me either. And Don't you have to sit there and go, how, how did a person get to the point where they go, yeah, heroin sounds like a really good idea right now. Yeah. I mean, I know lots of people do it, and I feel bad for those people because I think that they've had to hit a spot in their life that I hope to never be, never achieve. But you also kind of have to sit there at the same time and go, wow, you know, heroin? Chasing that oh. dragon must be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I, I I don't totally understand how they get to that point, but they do. And, you know, hopefully they get the Narcan and everything else that they. Hey, if you're addicted to heroin, send us an email. We'd love to pick your brain. Yeah. No, don't do that. Just get some help. Then send quit the heroin. Yes, yes. And then yeah. we'll pick your brain about it. Get yeah. clean, and then we'll pick your brain. So, so if you have been a former heroin addict and have gotten yourself clean and good for you, awesome, give us a call. Yeah. And even if you don't, cons- if you don't consider yourself a former addict, you consider yourself a recovering addict. Recovering, who's, who's sorry. Trying. Recovering, yes. You can still give us an email. It's always recovering. Thank you for, thank you, because that's, that's the correct term. Yes, it's, you're right. always recovering. You, you should know that we will probably try and make light of it and make fun of it in some aspect. And we will ask you if you know Lane Staley. Yeah. And his cat. cat. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Anyway, back to Thanksgiving. So Thanksgiving, since we've talked about heroin and Lane Staley and cats and Jerry Cantrell, which are five things I really love. Um, 
besides heroin. Uh, So, interestingly enough, the Lions actually started the tradition of having the Thanksgiving games on the Thursday of Thanksgiving. And everybody knows that they're such a terrible product that they want to take it. The NFL has actually wanted to take it away from them before. And I think that's just the sad state of everything. They're playing the Titans, correct? I, I think so. So, yeah. it's kind of one of those things where the NFL is just like, yeah, phone this one in. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, have them play the Titans. You know, it used to be Lions and Cowboys or, you know. Lions and Lions Bears. And Bears. You know, it was always Lions and Packers. Classic, man. Yeah. Eh, you know. What are the old Oilers doing today? <laughs> you know, let's bring them out and have the Lions play them. And we were on the radio. I was doing some live score reads, and I said, uh, instead of Houston Texans, I said, the Houston Oilers. Somebody looked at me like, what the f- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the Texans. <laughs> well, and, you know, it really has lost its luster since John Madden isn't giving out turkey legs and all that kind yeah. of thing. You know, Troy Aikman doing it. You know, you need that guy out there. Stumbling through, and uh, you know, so Barry Sanders would give you the turkey leg, and you know, we don't have that anymore. You know, John Madden just became a cartoon of himself, I believe. <laughs> and it's awesome, it's definitely awesome how he became just a, a character of himself. John Madden, it's circling things, making you know, drawing penises on the teleprompter to circle things and how, stuff like that. How sad is Frank Caliendo that he's gone? I know, you know. Hey, uh, you know, can't you hear that with Fox Sports? They call up Frank Haley. Hey, who else can you do? Uh, Pat Summerall. <laughs> you know. Um, all right, we'll be get back with you, Frank. Well, you <laughs> Frank, know. we'll give you a call. We'll yeah. be in touch, Frank. All right, I'll just be over here in the trailer park. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't manage my money very well, and now I can't imitate anybody else. So, because you just don't see him anymore. He no, was everywhere. No, if you do imitations. I know that it's a craft that you hone, because I myself do some, mainly of coworkers that are annoying, and people love it. Yeah. I mean, it always gets a good laugh. Just follow people's mannerisms, their vocal patterns. You can do it. Anybody can do it out there. But if you're doing famous people, once you nail one, you think you want to try to get many, many more. Like any impressionist I've ever seen, that's, what, that's, that's the key. You've got to have at least three to ten in your wheelhouse, I feel like. You can't just be a one-trick pony and do like... You know, oh, I do a John Madden impression. Well, you and five million other people. So what's the well, difference? One of the only people that I know that he, I, I haven't heard him do a lot of impressions, but Jay Moore does a phenomenal Christopher Walken. I love Christopher Walken impressions. And, I love Christopher and, Walken impressions. Jay, you know, Jay Moore, you don't, again, you don't hear him do a ton right. of impressions, but when he does Christopher Walken, it's like, it just kind of transports you to a place where Christopher Walken would be. Right. You know? And I don't know exactly where that is. Christopher Walken doesn't even know where he is most of the time. No, no. So Christopher Walken is one of my absolute favorites of all times. If you've ever seen Seven Psychopaths, he's amazing in that movie. And also, I love him in Pool Hall Junkies when he gives that lion speech. Have you heard that? Have you seen that? No. We should bring that up, the lion speech from Pool Hall Junkies. You will absolutely love it. You're going to have to carry the show for a second. I'll all right, I'll carry up. the show. So, so Christopher Walken, his cadence, his spacing, his vocal patterns are very distinct. Um, he does this thing where he, he puts the dramatic pauses in. He always sounds fantastic. It sounds like he's taking time to think before he says things, but really he isn't. And that's, I think that's the big selling point for Christopher Walken. I'm, I'm shocked that we made it to the, to the fourth episode of this show without talking about Christopher Walken, actually. He, he's a big part up. of my life. He's yeah, a, he'll probably be brought He's up in the zeitgeist more. of things I think about uh, at least three to five times a week. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think he's kind of on the forefront of everybody's mind. I mean, yeah. how, how could he not be? I mean, even in Joe Dirt, you know, your tone. Your tone is your yeah. tone's all wrong. Yeah, I was stab you in the face with a soldering iron. Did I say Kansas? Did I say New York? I meant Kansas. <laughs> all right, I've got this clip pulled up. We'll, all right. We'll have to. Uh, this is from the movie Pool Hall Junkies, which I've never seen. This is some motivation right here. Listen to this speech, man. Oh, I don't think I'm playing it through to our uh, okay. our audience here. Let me let me switch our. All right, let me switch my. You, you got to get the full effect because if you haven't heard this out there, you're welcome. There we go. There we go. It's about a minute and a half, two minutes long. So he's walking time, into the time well used. He's walking you into the bathroom. Watch documentaries on the cable. Yeah. yeah. You see the one about lions? Yeah. yeah. Look at this lion. He's the king of the jungle. Huge man up here. He's laying down on a tree in the middle of Africa. He's so big. He's so hot. He doesn't want to move. Now, the little lion comes. They start messing with him. Biting his tail, biting his ears. He doesn't do it. The lioness, she starts messing with him. Coming on. Really? in trouble. Still, nothing. Now, the other animals, they notice this. And they start to move in. The jackals. The hyenas. Hyenas. They're barking at him, laughing at him. They nip his toes and eat the food that's in his domain. They do this. And they get closer and closer and bolder and bolder. Till one day... That lion gets up and tears the shit out of everybody. Runs like the wind. <laughs> yes. Eats everything in his path. Because every once in a while, the lion has to show the jackals who he is. Who he is. It's too late to be scared. It's time to kill. I'm going to the other room. You come out when you're ready. Don't beat him. Kick his ass. All right, you could probably cut it off right there, but that's a motivational speech right there. That is. That that kind of makes makes me want to play pool. Yeah, it does. You know, and really, really whoop the <laughs> shit out of somebody at it. <laughs> so, of course, you notice the cadence, the spacing, and his vocal pattern, but only Christopher Walken could have gotten away with telling that story in a movie and it being one of the more, I think it's one of the more replayed motivational speeches out there, actually. So Yeah. You know, it... it it, uh, I didn't know what movie it was from. I've heard it before. Yeah. I didn't know what movie it was from. But is there, is there any role he plays where he's just not kind of epic? No. You know, no. I mean, take, take Wedding Crashers. Yes. You know, there are times when you're just like, oh, man, I'm so glad he's not talking to me right now. I know. You know? I, so intense. <laughs> yeah. So intense. Yeah. Just like in Pulp Fiction. Remember? Oh, yeah. I had to carry this watch around in my ass. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> More Something cowbell. that should be, should, yeah, more cowbell, classic SNL skit. Christopher Walken. We're probably going to talk a lot more about Christopher Walken from here on out. Some of his impressions, I've got a couple for you that we can, we can go through, because some of them are epic. Like, he talks about, uh, one of, uh, it's Kevin, uh, Kevin somebody, uh, it'll come Kevin to Pollock. me. Kevin Pollock. Kevin Pollock, thank you. Uh, where he talks about, Frankenstein never scared me. <laughs> my soupials do, because they're fast. <laughs> and it's one of my favorite little bits. 
Well, you know, and Kevin Pollock, I, I, I love his bits that he does. Yeah. But I, I don't think he has like the best overall impression. No, no. You I know? think I think Jay Moore, you mentioned it, and Kevin Spacey actually does a killer Christopher yeah. Walken too. Yeah. And there's there's a lot of people that do. Yeah. Who know? wouldn't want to do Walken? Walken's the best. He's an oh. original. He's an OG original. Yeah. So. Yeah, we'll we'll have to play a few of those sometime and, and maybe do a a Walken esque podcast. Huh. I'm walking here. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> Oh, where are we at time-wise? We're at 32 minutes. We should probably, It's Thanksgiving. We should maybe get out of here, I feel We like. probably should. Go eat some turkey. Amazing and that... You good know, Lord, no freaking green bean casserole. Uh, I'll, I'll probably intake some of that. So you'll eat what I don't for the green bean casserole. All yeah, right. yeah I'll, I'll have your share. <laughs> that's fair for green beans all throughout the world. Because green beans grow up to, be, to do one thing, and that's be consumed, I feel like. Well, and... I love like green beans with some garlic and, See, and stuff like that. If you do garlic, butter, and a little bit of bacon, yeah. oh my god, that's yeah. heaven right there. Yeah. I can make that into that can be just a meal in itself for me. But see, that's kind of how I make mine is yeah. in that theme. I that have same oak your green mine. bean casserole. Yeah. See, maybe maybe I would try it. Maybe I would like it. Maybe I've just eaten people who make dog shit green bean casserole. My, mine is not slimy. It's not, you know. And it's, my mother is a phenomenal cook, but it's just. I don't like her green bean casserole. It's probably one of the only things she makes that I don't eat. Huh. Sorry, Mom. God, Once you're again. A, you're a Thanksgiving snob. <laughs> I hope you haven't ruined anybody's Thanksgiving and they're going, boy, maybe I don't like green bean casserole either. Maybe I've just bought into the hype all these Phil, years. Phil doesn't like it. Maybe I don't like it. Who knows? Hey, I, uh, Thanksgiving's a, a big question for me now. I'm a tastemaker. You know that. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it, obviously... Um, Having a podcast of your own, you're a trendsetter now, and, and in the limelight, <laughs> you know you're. An, uh, I can say it, you're an influencer. I'm a social voice now. Yeah, you're an influencer. Wow! Of all know? the things I ever thought I'd be, I'd never thought I'd be an influencer. I've been a, I've been an under the influencer before. Well, and I, and I do want to point out that you're never going to be a fashion influencer. So right. it's probably fitting that you're a food influencer because <laughs> you can tell by looking at me. Food is my wheelhouse. Fashion is not. Yeah. Basically, yeah. anything that'll fit, I wear. I the only way that I can tie fashion in is I get food on the fashion that I wear. Yeah. So sometimes food becomes part of my fashion. Same. Yes. yes. Same. So, <laughs> well, I hope this is a. This has been a um, a welcome retreat yes. from whatever is happening to the Lions. If you happen to be listening at the at the point that they're playing, um, <laughs> if the Lions haven't started playing, you may want to pause this and just hang on to it until yeah. About spoiler alert: we do talk. We tell you what happens with the Lions. Yeah, um, yeah. Probably for the rest of the season. <laughs> we, you know, we could record one Lions episode. That just <laughs> loop replace. it. Just yeah. loop the tape. Loop you know, the tape. If if the Lions do happen to win, you fast forward to twenty five minutes. <laughs> and uh, if not, listen to the rest over and over again. Yeah, it's kind of a choose your own. <laughs> That's adventure. what they'll play in the waiting room to hell, right there. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I am sure. So, well, with that, I believe we're wrapping it up. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. All right, and uh, enjoy your. Uh, Enjoy your turkey. Enjoy your green bean pick casserole. Should you choose to go against uh, what what Phil is working with there? <laughs> yes. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Make good choices. Thanks for listening to the PNA Podcast Express. Make good choices. <laughs>